and five, four, three, two, one, <clears throat> and we're back. So um, I'm back again, and then today I decided that I would just talk about my my favorite few things that's been going on. So one thing I have definitely been enjoying is uh, Chrissy's Court. So if you don't know that, so it's on this app called Quibi. Quibi? Quibi. So it's like um, it's like a new streaming app that came out April 6th, which was like Monday. So basically what it is is that um, it gives you episodes of shows um and bite size it's like a bite size streaming content so it's like six minutes so like i guess you could say it's like a combination of vime instagram tv and netflix so it's like i guess high production shows that are short format like short time like they're six seven minutes so like it'd be kind of like streaming shows if it was it'd be like netflix if all the shows were like shortened like six minutes episodes so like you know sometimes you watch a whole entire movie or show and there's still like 10 15 minutes before um the seven o'clock or six o'clock so the next slot spot so there's this random show or like filler it's kind of like that but um so far i've only been watching one show and that's been chrissy's court and chrissy Teigen, as a lot of people may know is uh, john legend's uh, wife and I follow, I've been following on Twitter for a long time because she's just, she was just funny. And then she was kind of, you know, too much. And then I saw like last summer how she's like, what's the pettiest thing you'll never take someone to court for? And I was like, wow. And I just read the replies and the replies were funny. And then I heard that they were going to do a show. So I signed up for like the extra, like the early trial. So I've been getting a couple extra episodes and trust me. This show is funny. Um, I'm going to like talk about my favorite episodes, and I'm just going to review every episode so far. It's like the episode, the first episode is C-Rap music, which is like basically some like old guy, and he uh, he like broke a speaker because like some guy came to order takeout, and uh, he asked him if he can play rap, but the man's singing like Sinatra music. And then he's like, yeah, rap. And at one point the guy's like, yeah, I can play rap. It's C, it's crap without the C. And I like the ending because uh, technically, I don't know, it wasn't really his fault. But then the speaker was $999, but then they decided that they would that they would play it. And then second, it was situation status, which is basically a man who said he'd get his girlfriend a car, but because of the car, she didn't pay for it. But then she's like, she doesn't deserve to because she's driving her around and everything. And he doesn't call it a relationship, situationship. In the end, yeah, not my favorite episode. Or 100% that case, that, that one really funny too. I liked it. It's like these two gay guys and they got like a shirt for... So there's an Asian guy and a white guy. And so the white guy's cousin. And then the Asian guy was like, oh, he's, he's suing his boyfriend for 70 bucks. And um, apparently the shirt he got just said that bitch. And then um, 
the the cousin got the shirt that was like I'm a hundred percent that bitch. They even like video call the cousin, and then she's like, "Oh, I love the shirt," but then she's like, "Where have you worn it?" And she's like, "Only inside the house," and she's like showing people, but she's never actually wore it. And then after she judge gives it to the cousin, since the since the other, like the guy was like, "Oh." Like she's like she liked the shirt because it more emphasized how big of a Lizzo fan she was. And then once it's a journey, they go outside. They're like clap if you um would want that bitch, which was like the first shirt. And then everyone clapped. And then for the second one, which like was a hundred percent that bitch, they're basically no one clapped. So then she's like oh awkward. So I guess you know I think his name was Derek. Derek had a point that you know she didn't like the shirt because if she liked the shirt, she would have wore it. But you know. And then my favorite episode so far is number four, That's a Wrap, which is basically like these two old guys were in a sizzler. And then um, the old guy, the, the plaintiff, was just gotten some money. So he gave his friend $1,000. And then he was like, and then John Legend, because he to do celebrity appearances, John Legend comes in and he's like, oh, you're older. So not that to be ageist, but like, why are you still in the rap game if you haven't made it yet? Because he said he'd give him back the $1,000 once he made it. But um, the thing is, the guy's like, well, first I worked for Walt Disney, then I went to Death Row Records and Dr. Dre's thing. And then the funny thing is, like, he even brings his barbecue and, like, he starts feeding them. He gives them the itis. And then his white friend starts giving him, like, a, like a, a rap saying, oh, I gave you the money. I didn't have to ask. And then the, his friend answers and raps back to him. So, like, yo, that, that's yeah sorry yeah so that episode was a mess and i was all here for it i loved it and um next episode was sister district this one was pretty funny too it was basically these two girls who were best friends and they found out that they were actually half sisters because you know their dad or whatever and then like the girl always like the other sister would always be taking her tupperware and um you know, taking her shirt. So then her sister's like, when she wears it, I can't wear it. And then they thought they were calling her fat because they're a little bit bigger. But actually, it's because the other sister, <laughs> her bigger boobs, she's like, I can't wear it when she has her boobs in it. And then she she was very specific because she's like $176.56 because she's like, I know how much the Tupperware is and everything. So it was hilarious. And um, she even had a Snapchat video. It was like, is this your Tupperware? Is this your Tupperware? Real ass bitch, give a fuck about your Tupperware. So it was really funny. I like that episode too. Um, I Four or five, definitely my top episodes so far. In the pillowcase, it was cut and dry. Matt, a girl caught her man cheating, so she canceled her, their ticket flight to Houston. And he kept denying that he wasn't cheating. But like, you know when you know someone's cheating, He's basically that guy. Like, he was, because he was like, you know, he blocked her on Facebook so he could only see the post about one girl. He's like, did you cheat? He's like, nah, I didn't cheat. He's like, nah, I didn't cheat. So, you know, he cheated. And the second one was Catastrophe. That one was a mess, too. This girl fully said that, you know, she got her car towed for 800 something dollars. And then, she was supposed to just go over to the girl's house and watch the girl's cat, but she took the cat and then she pawned two of the watches. And it was crazy. Like, oh my goodness. So it was like a felony. And they like fully admitted to it. And she kept going. And I was just like, man, I felt sorry for the girl. And then, hey, it's complicated. That one was funny too. 
because basically, um, so it's two roommates, and then the roommates were like, oh, they're always fighting, and then he was suing, the girl was suing the guy roommate, saying that he drove her car without her permission. I can't remember where she was, if she was out of town or whatever, but it was only just to move it for street cleaning days, but then he used it to go to a friend's house or whatever. So it went from a full tank to an empty tank of gas. And then the plaintiff, the girl, calls in their two other roommates for star witnesses. And then those two roommates countersue them for their security deposit, which was $1,500. Because they like, and it was really funny too, because I, like the video that they show is like the guy roommate running through and breaking the door. And I swear on my life, I've probably seen it on Twitter or Instagram before. So, like, I guess they got insta-famous off that. But it's kind of funny how, like, I guess full circle and then now they're, um, you know, on TV, I guess you could say. <clears throat> and then episode 9, Mood Swings. Oh, I watched. I just watched episode 9 and 10 this morning. So 9 basically was this, these two girl couples. And then it was crazy. It was like they were they got into a fight at the Six Flags, and then in the car, like, she nippled on her face, and then she punched her, and they fought each other. And then the girl, like, after that, like, they came outside, and then I guess she was suing them for the camera because they broke because she chucked it against the wall. And then one girl got arrested, and he wasn't going to arrest the other girl, and they both got arrested. And then the mom for the first girl, the plaintiff, who was suing for the camera, bailed her out of jail, and the other girl was in jail for three nights. And then... um you know, and then the bill was $10,000 and then she lost her job because of it. It was, it was really, really crazy. But what I liked is despite like, and they kept swearing at each other, they wouldn't let each other finish. But at the end they hugged it out and they apologized and you know, that was closure for them. So that was nice. And episode 10, 10, I just watched it just now. That one's pretty funny too. So it's basically like, um, once again, roommates and then Went to get a car, so apparently she her boyfriend was over, so she let her borrow her car because her car is a mechanic, and the girl drove her brand new car 1,800 miles, which I don't really know how much that is because, like, I'm in Canada, so kilometers, a little bit different. But he drove it from Alabama to Maryland, which I assume is far, and she got, like, a $40 speeding ticket. And then she sued her for, like, 542 for, like, the how much her book value went down and everything. They're arguing, and then Chrissy's like, you guys are friends. Why don't you ever do like figure this out and it was because she drove to a fish concert and then the mom thought it was like a fish show which was like a cat and dog show which was like even funnier and then you know in the end they decided apparently like it only went down like 26 dollars and then she said i want 100 dollars for oil change because it's due every three thousand it was all that but christy decided to scrap it and saying that she pays her for the speeding ticket and the oil change or whatever so like a hundred something dollars then she sends them to a fish concert and the mom was gonna go and at the end of the episode um you know they're like oh pepper which is the mom decided not to go after listening to their music oh and also with the daniel case with them always fighting like the two gay guys over the lizzo shirt she's like i'll send them to anaka which is like apparently some high so i'm assuming it's like a nobu and they sent pictures so I, I like like the little after story so that's basically all i have to say about the shows so far um i'm also gonna watch um punked because chance the rapper and you know 
playing pranks. Um, dismantled. I see the guy from uh, Unbreakable Kitty Schmidt, so I might check that one out. Hmm. Thanks a million. Maybe this. I don't know. I think I'll uh, watch a couple. Oh, there's one with Kiki Palmer. I love Kiki Palmer since, um, you know, uh, one, was it Step by Step or One by One? You know, an old BET show. Yeah, Murder, House Flip, Run This City. You know what? I'm going to check out some of these shows. These shows look like interesting and then see if it's worth a 90-day free trial, you know? I don't know. I don't think I'll keep it, but check it out after this. So I'm going to take a quick break and then talk to you about some music. Okay, so there's been a lot of new music coming out. And when I talk about new music, I'm talking about my Canadian artists. And all I got to say is, so far, 2020, Canada has not missed, you know? And um, so this is the 11th. So yesterday, the 10th, which is Good Friday, Tory Lanez dropped a new album, New Toronto 3. And I listened to a couple of songs, you know? And to me, it sounded like some real old-school Tory my old school Tory, I don't even mean that old school because I started listening. Like, you know, I heard first heard Tory Lanez with uh, Diego. Tony Montana. They call me Tony Montana. But, you know, but then I really started liking Tory Lanez when, um, so I heard about him from, you know, Diego and a couple other, like, Trap House and stuff. And then I was like, but he was on mixtapes, and at that point, I don't think I was really listening to mixtapes anymore. But then I told you came out, and I remember that day, I was like, you know what? I don't hate his music. And, you know, there was also Say It. There was like a couple, he had a couple bangers out then on the radio. You know, I listened to the radio a lot because, you know, I didn't have my own car yet. And so I heard, and I was like, damn. Like, I still love the first song. I told you another one on I Told You. And there's To Dream. And then even like his most recent album, not New Toronto, the one that came out, um, B.I.D. with Busted Down, all of them. Um, I got a new phone, so like kind of deleted some of my songs. But like I really enjoyed that album. So New Toronto 3. So far, I got to listen to it and uh, tell you how it's been. But like honestly, like <clears throat> The weekend After Hours and then there was a deluxe. So I got to listen to a couple other songs really enjoyed it and you know there's also Justin Bieber his album was pretty good um but that's not the artist I'm here to talk to you about so today talking about an artist that I've been listening to since he pretty much came out and it's kind of funny because like I liked him because of what he represented then and then when he started to change, I don't think I was at the point in my life when I was ready to change. So I kind of fell off. And then I listened to his music again here and there because I can still scratch it on YouTube. I'm like, yo, music's still pretty good. But that's why I want to keep it low key because everyone kind of still roasting it. But now, you know what? I don't even care. The person I'm talking about is Russell. Or when he was first known as was Deep Pride. And then from Deep Pride, then, you know, Pride and now Russell. So basically, he's this artist from Brampton, and 
I liked him back then because when he came out, he's only like a couple years older than me. So I could say grade six or seven. He was this young, so I was like 11 something, you know, 12. He was this 15 year old kid, very talented, but he didn't cuss or curse in his raps. And at that point, I was still kind of innocent. So I didn't even like cursing and rap and stuff. You know, at that point, I was listening to, you know, um, what's the one with Little Wayne and Kevin Little? The rock song, I Will Rock You or whatever. But I didn't even listen to songs without cuss words. Like even like Ashanti, um, What's Love. I didn't know those ones with the cuss words. It was until like I was a little bit older, I listened to it. So I really messed with them because he didn't cuss in his raps. You know, because I thought, wow, here's a talented artist that doesn't need to cuss or use bad words. You get this really clean image. And all my friends were like, man, he's just a Toronto artist. He's whack. Meanwhile, you know, people like Drake, uh, Weekend, uh, Party Next Door. I don't even like this guy, but, you know, Ram Riddles are people that came up. So, like, got to support our people, right? So, anyways, and then... You know, I, I kind of stopped listening to him. And then he started cussing his raps and started getting all these tattoos. And then I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I mess with his music as much as I used to anymore. Because he just started drinking and smoking, all those kinds of things. And I guess I was still, at that point, I was like in high school. So I wasn't really drinking or smoking or doing anything, really. So I was like, man, I don't like it anymore. Everyone says he's whack. So I'll just agree with him, he's whack. And then 2015 graduated high school and then he dropped lover boy and left field and proved me wrong because i never subscribed to on youtube so i watched the music videos and honestly those tracks bump i've been bumping it i don't, I don't care what anyone says those tracks bump so from there like i kept his music on my phone but then i only listened to that song those songs right you know because at that point, I got Apple Music and stuff. So, like, it wasn't really letting me put my old music. But you know what? His old music, honestly, for what it was back then, wasn't really that bad. But then he changed his name to Russell, which I didn't know. But then my cousin went to a Ram Riddles concert. And then he opened. And I was like... And then she started listening to him. And then he dropped this song called Head Top. And I heard it. Because I was like, you know what? Let me check it out. And that song raps here's another heater for your head top hoes on sleeping with the bear i'm not getting it completely right but yeah so then what really made me want to listen to his album was um he was on genius brain so you know david so's podcast and honestly it's been the longest podcast that david so has to date it was two hours and it was kind of this whole in-depth thing oh and one other thing a couple years back he lost his mom. And I know, like, back then, his biggest inspiration was his mom because she believed in him. And that's, I guess, what I also really admired about his music. So then I think that's also why I stopped listening to him because his mom died. So then he was, I kind of felt like he was going down a cycle. Like, I still rooted for him, but then, you know, I I was unsure. But then he dropped his, his recent album, March 15th, Boy Lonely. I have to say, I've been bumping that and Loverboy for the past few weeks without a doubt because especially after like listening to his podcast with David and talking about how, you know, he was this young 15-year-old kid with all these older industry people who didn't really know what they were doing, but 
here they were telling him he's the shit and he's like he wanted to say cool things like you know he messed with the Wiz Khalifa and wanted to do cool things but he couldn't because the industry or like the people in the industry that were like um repping him was like nah you're the shit you're the best you're the only coolest right you're the best rapper out there and I I could kind of relate to that a lot because not that you know I'm a great rapper or anything but like I've always been smart, I guess you could say, but I never really acknowledged it. And then I remember one of my friends, my uncle's friend, told me, don't let it get to my head. And I was like, yeah, I won't let it get to my head. But of course, I let it get to my head because, you know, I'm a teenager, so I internalize everything. And if, you know, you need to find yourself so through identity. So, like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm smart. I'm like, whatever. You know, I get good grades. I'm intelligent. And then I went to U of T. And, like, that really humbled me down. Not that the fact that I, that I wasn't smart, but, like, you know, I'm not the only smart kid out there, one. And then two, there's a lot of smart people, but it's not just about how smart you are, but what you do with your talents, right? So I I really understand him. And then also dealing with loss, because he lost his mom, which is his biggest inspiration. And, you know, I lost people in my life. I kind of understood what he was going through. And this transformation, I really, in his whole album, from the first song, he was like, the first song is like Olay, and it goes really, it's like really arrogant. And then, because I remember he said it was a story, but you have to understand it. And I didn't really get it at first, because I kind of got that he rapped at the beginning of the album, and then towards the rest of the album, he started to sing more, right? And then what he was explaining was basically going through his transformation. So at the beginning of his career, he was kind of this arrogant kid who didn't want to, who had to like be all tough and show who. He was so that all these other rappers respected him and everything. But it turns out that he's actually this, he's just a kid and he needed to find himself to understand what was going on. And then through that, you know, towards the end of the song, like one of his best songs on the album, I would say for sure is like, um, Sucker, just a sucker for you. Love, 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 you know, really, really nice. And then the last, you won't listen to this anyways, which is basically him just kind of pouring his heart out, you know, saying he just, he wants to talk about his mom, but he feels like, you know, people won't even listen or care about it or they're going to get annoyed. Like, and, you know, I really mess, I really love the songs that go like the extra mile. Like a song, a really good Drake song that I'm pretty sure everyone has heard but never talks about is Good Ones, The Cameras Go. The good ones go, the good ones go, if you wait too long, you know. I really like introspective songs like that where, you know, especially because, you know, I'm not a rapper, but, you know, rappers talk about their own personal struggles that, you know, while everyone's looking at them because they have this music, success, money, but, like, the one thing which a lot of, which everyone just wants is just love and they can't seem to find that because of the way that their life or career is going. So, you know, I, I really admire that. So, yeah, so definitely check out Russell. Um, that's all I have for today. I'll probably be back tomorrow. Hopefully something else to talk about. Um, but so far, yeah, stay inside. Keep your quarantine vibes up. And we'll get out of this soon. Hi, right. Peace.